And I knew, like I said, that's eventually what I wanted to pursue as a full-time career in the future, but it just came sooner than expected. <laughs> so my wife and I were basically just talking about it and decided, you know, why work backwards? Hey, Zach, there you are. Hey. Tell me, tell me about you. Tell me about, uh, tell me about the mill. Tell me about your story, how you got into it. So I was actually building furniture uh, from all the wood and trees that I would have milled into lumber. I was cutting a bunch of trees down, mostly cedar, and then taking them to the sawmills and spending thousands of dollars, probably on a weekly basis, to build the furniture out of. The place I lived at the time, I couldn't have a sawmill, uh, so I was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place by cutting the middleman out. Finally, we moved to Arnold, got some property, and I was like, you know, screw it, I'm going to buy a sawmill. So I did. I ordered it. I ordered it January of 2020. It took them three months to build it. So I got it early March and then COVID hit, screwed everything up, changed our work schedules. Uh, so I started pursuing the sawing more and I knew eventually that's what I wanted to do. But the schedule with COVID from my previous job was supposed to last until November of 2020. And my wow. boss ended up calling me on a Saturday in July and was like, hey, Zach, I need to go back to work on Monday on the job we were on prior to COVID. And by that time, I had a bunch of jobs already booked for the summer of 2020. I got a lot of time to learn how to use the saw properly and effectively. And I knew, like I said, that's eventually what I wanted to pursue as a full-time career in the future. But it just came sooner than expected. <laughs> so my wife and I were basically just talking about it and decided, you know, why work backwards and cancel all those jobs that we had booked and have a bad word of mouth right off the start. Right. You know, just pursue it. You know, it's you're never going to know unless you go for it. So it was really hard life choice that I made because I had a guaranteed good job, guaranteed good income, guaranteed insurance, you know. So it was a pretty scary life choice, but we decided to go for it. And over two years now, looking back, I'm it's one of the best choices I've ever made. I remember you had you had told me from a business side when we got we were just BSing over over the mill just for the heck of it, like you you're you make enough just milling over the weekend than you would at a solid, solid week at your other job when you're. Oh, when absolutely. You yeah, absolutely. And I was, a, uh, I started as a residential carpenter, but then I finished as a commercial uh, carpenter. They make a lot more than residential guys do, but I wasn't at full scale yet. Uh, but I was still making really good money and just right. the 40 hours a week, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. and, you know, grinding all day to make the other guy rich instead of myself. But right. I mean, I'm not rich by all means. Don't get me wrong. And that's not what I'm in it for either. But it's just it's so much more relaxing doing something that you want to do and the dream you had and the help of my wife to kick me to pursue that dream. And like I said, over two years being successful at it and building a clientele list. And the majority of my advertisement is word of mouth. I don't pay for any advertisement. I am on Facebook, uh, but 90% of the calls I get or text messages or messaging through Facebook is, hey, you saw it for so-and-so. <clears throat> so-and-so came and bought this piece of wood from you and I saw what you did. It's awesome. Do you have anything else? So that's mainly yeah. what my advertisement is, is basically word of mouth. That's beautiful. And that's the best kind, really. Right. I absolutely. Mean, yeah. They know. I mean, that's like for us in the chiropractic world, it's the same thing too. Like, Jill said you fixed her when she couldn't walk. Like I right. want, like I can't walk either. Fix me too. Like okay, cool. Right. <laughs> like yeah, that's that's the yeah because you know that one life. customer is happy, and you're only going to get more with happy customers and happy clients for sure. Uh, tell me about really the vision for your company. Like where do you want to see it going? 
Well, I eventually would like to get a kiln so everything I have I can offer as kiln-dried products because that's just a better product than air-dried lumber. Uh, I also okay. Wait, wait, wait. You and you and I have know these words, but for other people who may not be uh, like fluent in our language, will you explain kiln-drying versus air-dry when it comes to the quality of what lumber does? Yeah, sure. So most furniture grade and cabinet makers want kiln-dried lumber because it takes the moisture content out of the wood. Uh, if you take something fresh off the sawmill and try to build something out of it, all of your wood has moisture in it as tree form, and that retains that moisture into lumber. So you have to right. release that moisture in order to build a good product to where it'll stay solid and not shrink and not crack or twist, et cetera, like that. So kiln drying is a process where you put it into a container and you either heat it up to a high temperature for an extended period of time to dry that moisture out of it. Uh, or you can do a vacuum kiln also, which sucks the moisture out. There's several ways to kiln dry lumber. And I, I have yet to read up on the most effective. I've heard pros and cons of all different kinds. So I guess I'll just have to make that determination on my own from my experience of what I get from kiln drying them. Uh, there's also a solar yeah. kiln you can do is basically just using the sun as yeah. your heating source to dry the lumber. But yeah, so kiln drying is more effective than air drying. Air drying is basically just stickering and stacking it outside allowing airflow around each piece by putting little sticks in between each layer of wood and letting it naturally air dry well, and that takes a lot longer to air dry it as it does kiln dry too uh the rule of thumb is they say one year per inch of thickness to right. air dry it right while so kiln if you want, drying, if you want a countertop exactly. a countertop that's two inches or a dining room table that you know that big fat you know, oh, I want right. one like big a three slab. inch countertop or three yeah. inch farm table. Yeah. Right. That'll take quite some time to Most dry. And then you get realize, yeah. that too. Yeah. They don't realize that like this table took four years in the making to get you your dining room table versus right. going to uh, where it doesn't matter, wherever you're going to purchase it and getting a cheap table. There is no such, I mean, it's cheap. It's really what right. it is. You're and that's what people quality. don't really understand about this business and about the wood products that are. 100% natural wood, not just wood coated and then laminate on the inside or whatnot. Right. Uh, it's a lot of time, a lot of experience, a lot of tools that are needed to create these phenomenal projects that people do. For sure. I mean, because even like if you want a good cut on your on your saw, you have to have the right band band saw to go. And those things ain't right. cheap. And no, not have, at all. You have one farmer that forgot that they put a nail in it in that tree 40 years ago. Yep. And your that saw blade's done. And that blade's done. Then you got to switch out a new blade. I was actually had a scheduled job yesterday that I went to <clears throat> in uh, not far from me. And it was old timbers that were in a schoolhouse from the mid middle 1800s. Wow. And he had, the, yeah, I mean, they were some really cool beams that he had laying in his driveway. And it was literally right across the street from his house. But the moment I walked up on him, I mean, it was just littered with the square head nails and all kinds of metal. And I told him, I said, he would end up paying me more for each blade that we go through than what he would pay me to saw these timbers up into boards because he wanted to make a farmhouse table out of the old timbers. So I convinced him that it'd be best if he spends the time to try to dig as much metal out as he could. Because, I mean, when I say it was littered with metal and nails, it was littered with metal and nails. So I probably saved him a few hundred dollars just on blades alone by telling him to get as much metal out as he could. And shoot, I mean, all the people that are going into doing pallet wood projects and then going into whatever you can't, you can't have a piece of metal, metal and blades do not mix. Right. Exactly. Yep.
for sure. Um, what are some things that you're doing um, really to disrupt or be unique in the marketplace that you're in, in the lumber field? So I've been told by a lot of people that bring me stuff or that I go to their properties and saw that they've looked and looked and looked for sawmills. And I am one of the only portable mills in the area that they can find or someone even willing to travel to cut their logs up on their property. So in my opinion, me being mobile has very much benefited me and the company that I'm trying to, to create and run by being that portable sawmill and having that capability. Um, this is just me talking. When are you going to get a helper and, and buy a second mill? So I've actually thought of that. Uh, my nephew just turned 16, but he lives about 45 minutes south of me. So he's just learning to drive his vehicle. But I plan to have him help as far as yeah. employees go. Yeah, and that might want to, or you know, might be a, a similar. It's your, it's a horizontal growth, not a vertical growth model. Right. So right. if you have somebody that's trained up enough to, you're going to have to invest a couple of maybe years right. worth of education and hands-on experience to get them to where they need to be next. Right. And I'm, I'm totally comfortable too, and and content with being a smaller time sawmill than being, you know, big industrial like you see on TV or one hour. They have hundreds of employees. Right. I honestly don't want to get that big because. If I get that big, it'll take more of my time away from my family and, and things around the house. And I just don't want to do that. Yeah, I can respect that. Uh, is there anything you would like to offer or promote to people who are listening or watching our podcast? Uh, I do support law enforcement and first responders. And I offer a 5% discount to law enforcement, first responders and active or retired military. That's awesome, man. We know those guys and, and gals, they're on, they're doing stuff on the weekends for themselves too. They need, right, absolutely. They need, they need time to decompress. And a lot of them we, that we know um, yeah. who, who are woodworkers are, are they're in their shops on the weekends when they're not getting their equipment serviced. So, yeah. And I want to encourage anybody too that's, you know, thinking about getting into woodworking or thinking about, you know, starting out small time. That's how I got into all this. I was doing small time woodworking projects and it just blossomed. And I started posting them, you know, because I was proud of the stuff I made. And then everybody was like, well, man, you should start selling this stuff. So I did. And that kind of took off. And then I wanted the sawmill, you know, because I found it more prideful to cut the tree down, have it cut into lumber and then build a piece of furniture from the tree that I cut down, as opposed to going to the store and just buying the lumber because there was more of a story behind each piece that way, instead of going to a hardwood store and buying the lumber. Exactly. So you I just want to encourage anybody so that has right. the curiosity of, of woodworking to go for it. You know, start small. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to take time to get the tools. It's going to take time to get the experience and learn from your mistakes, as I did. And I still am. 100%. 100%. I think you said it right. There's that story. There's a story to say, oh, this white oak came out of Cedar Hill. This was on a horse right. farm. They put, they moved, they moved these two trees to put their horse, horse barn on. And it's a bit, it's yep. been a family, family farm for, for a hundred years. Definitely. Or even, you know, grandpa, me and grandpa planted this tree back when I was a six year old kid. And, oh, you know, yeah, he that, recently passed. I have something made out of it. I love yeah. that sentimental side of it. Yeah. That gives me goosebumps just hearing those things because there's such a passion. Yeah. And to I it. get calls like that quite often too. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I got one last thing. I want to tie this in. Um, how important is health, your health, your your family's health into your business? And what are you doing to keep yourself uh, and the rest of your family well and burnout free? 
Oh yeah. Health is very important because if I'm not healthy, I'm not able to do this and provide it for my family. Uh, my son is seven. He, he loves being out there with me. You know, I give him the eye protection, the ear protection and uh, the respirator every now and then, but it's a little bit big for his face because the sawdust is toxic, especially yeah. certain species. But yeah, health is extremely important because like I said, if, if I wasn't healthy or my family wasn't healthy, we couldn't do this. Yeah, for sure. So maintaining our health is, is of the utmost importance and yeah. safety. Yeah, 100%. Um, Zach, man, I want to say thank you. Uh, I When I need big stuff milled, you're my guy. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, there's no other choice for it. And if I ever come across some some more walnut trees, I'll be, be dropping them off for you. So sounds good, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I cool. It. Well, thanks for thanks for doing this with me, Zach. 